This is your captain speaking. As you can tell in the cabin, we're hitting some shaky times, and it's about to get worse. So please take a moment, make sure you are buckled, and the loved ones around you are buckled. Because we're about to hit turbulent truth. In three, two, one. Hello, I'm Gary Chapman. This is Turbulent Truth. And if you look to my left or right, you will see there's nobody here but me. Scott got sick and uh, we thought he was going to get better and then he didn't. He got worse. He's going to be fine, but he's just a coughing, hacking, throat machine and uh, uh, I just didn't want to be around him, honestly. And uh, my wife, Cassie, who usually fills in when he's out of town or working, she is absolutely swamped this week. We've got a big event this weekend and she literally didn't have a window this big to, to give to me. So there you go. It's me and we'll run over uh, some of the top stories, some of the things that have caught my attention this week as we usually do. And then we're gonna spend a little time talking about what our church is doing, what I'm doing, what our family is doing. It is a, uh, for the month of May, we're doing a digital detox. If you, show, if you follow me on social media, on my singer-songwriter page, you will notice I have not been there. And I will not be there. Um, I, might, I might occasionally post something, maybe a piece of this conversation, but I'm not gonna interact. I'm not gonna, there won't be my normal snarky comments on people that jump on there and try to fight me with certain things. I have, I have a, it's a little jousting game that happens with some regularity. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not gonna like any comments. I'm not gonna respond to anything. I probably won't even put anything there. I would just prefer you come here to turbulenttruth.com and, uh, and watch it that way. Or we're on Rumble, we're on YouTube on the weeks that they don't take us down, which is not that often. And then the podcast itself, just the audio, is, is everywhere. Wherever you get a podcast, we're there. So uh, this is proving to be a really, really cool thing that I already, just a few days into it, already I'm going to say try it. You cannot believe how much time your phone is taking from you. You cannot believe it. When you take it away, you know how you don't know what you've got until it's gone? <laughs> you don't know how much it had you until it's gone. But we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Uh, briefly, it appears as though somebody, uh, they're saying it's not Ukraine. At least Ukraine is saying it's not Ukraine. But they attacked the Kremlin with a drone? This seems like a very, very bad idea. Because Putin may or may not be as evil as many think he is. But... Uh, I don't think he's a choir boy, and I'm pretty sure he's got nuclear weapons, and I don't think he's that afraid to use them. So we'll see. We'll see how that develops. I don't think he'll drop a nuke on Kiev. I'm going to call it Kiev because it always was until we started talking about it a lot, and suddenly it's Kiev. No, it's Kiev. Um, I would not be shocked at all if he really, really levels Wherever Zelensky's office is, wherever their military headquarters are, wherever any of those state uh, kind of symbolic spaces are, I suspect those might be a hole in the ground here in a, in a day or two. I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
I do know that that whole thing is a mess. I know Zelensky's running all over Europe trying to beg people to give him a few more billion, just a few more billion. I also know that that country is completely corrupt. It is the hotbed of money laundering, of human trafficking, particularly child trafficking. And I think he's an evil little creature. I did not buy it ever. And, uh, and I'm ready for the truth to be known on that whole mess. And Joe Biden and his family are up to their eyeballs in it. I promise you, you watch, you watch. Um, it's just a sad thing to see that country suffer. The people are just caught. They're just caught in the middle of a lot of pain, a lot of fear. And one thing that I suspect, the church that is there, I'll bet you that thing is strong. Imagine how those people are having to believe, how they're having to lean into who Jesus is. You know, we, we think we have it occasionally difficult with, you know, we have our own problems, our own issues. We've got certainly an oppressive government, I would say tyrannical government, but that's not gonna last forever. It's not. That's, I think that's gonna be, I think it's gonna be over before the election. I do, I'll just say it. And uh, call me crazy, a lot of people do. I don't care. Um, I just don't think God's gonna wait that long. I don't, I don't, we'll see. He's, he will not be mocked, he said it. And if he said it, it's true. He's being mocked. So if he says, I will not be mocked, and then he's getting mocked relentlessly everywhere by the darkness, everywhere. They own the voice, all the major media companies, they own them all. So they're all parroting the same godless crap. And I just, I just don't, maybe his patience is much, 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 much more than I can begin to imagine. Maybe it's another 20 years, I don't know. I don't know, but, it, but I don't think so. That's not what my, my heart says to me, it's not. So we'll see, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. Now that sounds like a weird word, but imagine if the world does get as chaotic as I think it might be pretty soon, and you and I, as children of God, were pretty much not oblivious. We know what's happening, but we're so covered. We're so protected. We're so loved, so loved by a, a a father that sent his son to die for us? You think he did all that for nothing to leave us down here floundering? You think Jesus is coming back for a beaten up, bruised bride? No, he's not. He's not. We're going to be a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. And we'll be at the top of our game when it comes down. So between now and then, uh, I think it's going to get very bumpy, but I think it's going to be really cool to be on God's side. I think the revival that's gonna break out is gonna be beyond what we can imagine. I think mass healing will occur. I think mass deliverance will occur. I think this, the generation that we thought was lost, all these crazy kids that can't decide if they're a man or a woman, they're all gonna find Jesus. That's all they need. All any of it needs is Jesus. Okay, so I've, started, I've stopped talking and started preaching. I will go back to my computer here. Um, 
there's an amazing thing about the border that's going on. If you want to look at how silly the lies are and how stupid they think you are, look at the narrative that they continue to push. Now they're still saying the border's closed. It's closed. We're good. Okay. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. You can't possibly believe. If you believe that, good Lord, go check yourself in somewhere. You have lost your stinking mind. It's wide open. There are literally millions of people uh, coming our direction. Title 42 is about to come down and the last shred of a slowdown is, is going to be gone. We, they have an app. They have an app. And they, they log on and say, here I am. I'm coming. Okay, when you log on there and get registered there, you're kind of legal. Come on in. We got money for you. We got a phone for you. We got a bus to take you somewhere. Fortunately, they're taking most of them to the big democratic cities, the, sanct the, the sanctuary cities. I'm sorry, I have to laugh. The irony just is it's beyond me. These people that said, oh, no, we got to take them. We got to take them. We got to take them all in. We got to give them somewhere to be. Well, they're coming to your house. So good luck with that. That's why all the businesses are leaving, like San Francisco, for example. It's incredible. The commercial real estate that's available in San Francisco, those numbers have, have skyrocketed in most big cities. That is the case. Not the case in Nashville yet, but uh, that's a real tell. That means all your business folks are leaving because they don't want to have to dodge needles as they're walking on the sidewalk. They don't want to dodge knives as homeless, crazy people try to stab them for a banana. They don't, they don't, they don't want it, so they leave. COVID told them that they could all work from anywhere. They can work from anywhere, so they're doing it. Uh, about half of them came to Nashville, so that means downtown Nashville is soon to be downtown San Francisco, which is very sad, but... Um, that's just the way that goes. The, the border story that breaks my heart the most is the children. Our government is currently not just allowing, we're partnering with the cartels in human trafficking, the drugs that are coming across, the fentanyl that's, that's killing Lord knows how many people. I had a, a dear friend who lost her only child, 28-year-old child, yesterday, yesterday, drug overdose. And most drug overdoses are, are fentanyl these days. And it doesn't mean that he was a druggie. It means that he took something. It could have been what he thought was his prescription Adderall. And he got it from somebody that was not reputable and it had that much fentanyl in it and it killed him. You don't, you don't ever know, but it's just so sad. But the children are the saddest part. Get this number in your head. Currently, there are 85,000 children that have come across the border since Biden got into office, and we don't know where they are. Think about that. Unaccompanied children, 85,000. 
thousand of them. What do you think has happened to those? Let me give you an example of what has happened. There's one little eight-year-old girl that they rescued down in, uh, I believe it was in Texas. She had made her way up from wherever she started down south, abused beyond belief. When they took her in and started trying to make her better, there were 67 DNA samples as a result of the multiple rape that she had endured. This is an eight-year-old kid, 67. Those two numbers, you just keep those two numbers in your head, 67 and 85,000 of them. You think God's gonna wait? How long you think God's gonna wait? How long would you wait if you were God? <laughs> oh, God help us. It's amazing. All right, so uh, Tucker Carlson, we'll, we'll uh, touch on him for just a minute. The, the hilarity uh, that that was Bud Light and how much they were losing business because of their stupid pro-trans wokeness. Um, Fox News is doing the same thing. Their evening uh, numbers are basically cut in half, like that. Uh, that's not that's not good. That's not good for business. The again, keep doing it. If you're watching Fox News at this point, stop it. Stop. Let that be at least a piece of your digital detox. Just stop watching that crap. Don't give them another nickel. Don't give them another second. Stop it. They're, they're not who you think they are. They're worse. At least CBS, we know who they are. These guys are pretending to be something else. They're not. They're not. It's not even owned by an American. Okay? Think about that. That's supposed to be against the law. The Murdochs came over and greased the machine and somehow overnight became American citizens. Hmm. So it's just that easy. Wow. Because you, you can't have a major media outlet unless you are an American. But he does. He has one. Anyway. Um, okay, this is interesting. So occasionally I'll probably just like cut to Scott's face just kind of looking, or maybe Cassie, that's a better face, as you know, uh, because this will be weird edits if it jumps around a little bit. Maybe I'll put a laugh track in every now and then, <laughs> like these old sitcoms. This was recorded live from the studio audience. Okay, one thing that we, we should talk about just for a second. Apparently, no, not apparently, it's, it's without question. The, uh, the Biden family, we, we've all had our suspicions, but this is, this is, pretty, this is getting pretty solid. Uh, Senator uh, Grassley, uh, the House Oversight Committee Chairman, and, and James Comer sent letters Wednesday to the FBI calling on the Bureau to produce, there's apparently an unclassified record of, a, of an alleged criminal scheme involving then-President Joe Biden and a foreign national. Okay, we all know what this is. This is Ukraine. But it's in writing now, and it's apparently kind of bulletproof. 
He, uh, a New York Post, bless them, they're trying to do a good job. On Thursday, asked the uh, spokesman, John Kirby, about the House Oversight's bombshell revelation on Biden's influence peddling. You, you need to see how he responded. John, I, I've got a question about the uh, House Oversight Committee's subpoena that was issued yesterday. Um, it's seeking an FBI document from 2020 that, uh, quote, describes <laughs> an alleged criminal scheme involving then Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. decisions. Uh, what, what's the White House's response to this serious corruption allegation? I'm going to have to refer you to the Justice Department on that. I, I have nothing for you on that today. No, do you know what this is? What country this pertains to or what policy decision? I have nothing for you, sir. I'm going to have to refer you to the Justice Department. <laughs> okay. Right after that, he just walked away. He literally just walked away. Um, I mean, I feel sorry for a guy like that, but not much, because he's, uh, he's, he's lying just like the rest of them are. That's gonna turn into something pretty solid. I, it, it may take, no, it will take longer than I want it to, but that's gonna turn into something solid. Let's talk about banks. All right, so there's been a bunch of big ones falling, a bunch of regional ones falling. Where do you think this is headed? Where do I think this is headed? I think this is, a, this is going to be a serious trigger for a lot of things that'll start to domino when all that starts to just fall apart. Um, the, the fear will be very, very strong across the nation. The scramble for goods that you might need to survive for a while are gonna be crazy, so if you haven't already you know, maybe gotten a three-month supply of, of uh, you know, Patriot Food, whatever that company is. Uh, there's, there's two or three of them that, that are good. You should do that. If you can afford that, do it, because you might need it. Maybe a water purifier. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying, why wouldn't you have that anyway, you know? Uh, because natural disasters happen with some frequency. So, uh, yeah. But... The, the banking thing, sadly, it actually needs to fall apart because it's evil. At its core, it's evil. The whole uh, Federal Reserve, you know, that's not our bank. That's not your bank. That's not America's. That's not a, a, a people-owned thing. That's a private company. The Federal Reserve is owned by basically a bunch of big banks and rich families. And JP Morgan Chase, for example, guess who buys the banks that fail for pennies on the dollar? They buy those banks with money that the Fed gives them. And when they buy them, they only, they only keep the sweet part that might be worth something. And the rest of it, they just jettison. So it's so dirty, it's so dirty, the whole thing's gotta come down. Uh, I cannot wait to see what God has lined up to fill the gap. Something tells me it'll be good and fair and honest. And that would change things dramatically, wouldn't you think? Oh, one thing I want to show you really quickly. This, this is a brave, brave girl, um, high school student, that she has words to say about how her 
school and and the people that control it are handling the the trans issues and i just want you to hear this brave girl talk hello ladies and gentlemen and only ladies and gentlemen it is and shall always be I am an 18-year-old high school student and wanted to take this time to bring to your attention the current issue with biological men claiming they are women and in turn truly believing that they are entitled to use women's spaces. There was an incident within our district that occurred recently regarding a transgender woman who really is a bio biological man having an altercation with a young woman at MLK High School. It was infuriating when I had seen the video on social media, but what was detrimental to this is the fact that this man is and has been using the women's restroom and locker room. Firstly, the question we must address is why are we affirming the mental confusion of this boy and putting the safety of women in jeopardy by allowing mentally confused men to use the women's spaces? Of course, any male who claims he is a woman will accept it. But what about the women? What about the true girls like myself who are female down to our DNA? Why don't we ever get a say in whether or not we are comfortable with this? The truth is we aren't. The majority of us aren't, and yet nothing has been done to protect the safety of these women. I will conclude with this. It all starts with you. You are in charge of the safety of us women and, our, and, the, parent, and the kids of our parents. So please do something about it. Thank you. Three words. You go girl. My goodness. That's, the, that's what's going to keep happening. That's going to keep happening. More and more and more people are going to start standing up for what is honest, what is true, what is right. And uh, I'm just telling you, it, there's, there's no stopping it. The whole AI question is frightening because it's growing at such a quick pace. There seems to be no control, no uh, borders, no pun intended, no boundaries around how to do it, how quickly we do it. Uh, there's no control. None. And by the time our slow brains come up with a way to control it, it'll be too far. So this is going to be something that we're actually going to have to trust God. Uh, if, you, if you believe that AI or anything that a man can create is more powerful than God, then I, I got nothing for you. I don't have anything for you. If you want to be afraid of that, if you think that's going to be unfixable by God Almighty, then we disagree. We just disagree. I'm not going to be afraid of it. I know that in the hands of, of loving, kind, good people, there's no telling what it could be. There could be a cure of cancer in about, I don't know, three seconds. Uh, it's amazing, the technology that's there. But I'm not going to be afraid of it. I refuse. I'm not going down that path. I also wanted to take a minute to talk about this detox thing. Uh, I'm calling this series the Detox Chronicles because it, it needs to be it needs to be spoken about. It is it is beautiful what uh, technology can do for us. It is. It's an amazing thing. And in its own way, it's destroying us. It is. It's making us dumb. Our phones are getting smarter and we're getting stupider. Uh, it's just the, the simplest things that we rely on it to do. Um, nobody knows their way to anywhere anymore. Not without maps. 
I don't, I don't know. Where's he live? I don't know. It's, uh, here, hang on. Okay, uh, we got to take a right. It used to be, you know, go down to the station, take a left, you know, where that tree fell down. There's all that kind of thinking is gone. Uh, the whole chat GPT thing that, you know, it can, it can spit out a college paper in, in five seconds that's much better than one that any of us would write. So you're not going to learn how to write a paper. You're not going to learn how to structure a piece of communication to be convincing and honest and real. Because in, in doing that, what you've actually done is cheat. You cheated. We're teaching our kids to cheat. But the, uh, the detox in particular, your phone in particular, the, the fastest way to get a feel for it is to turn off notifications. Just turn them off. Uh, you're gonna use it for text, you're gonna use it for your phone, you can use it for email. You know, you, you stay, stay connected to your friends and your family and your businesses. Uh, but the social media thing, just, just step away from it, see what happens. A lot of you have done this. I did not, because I had convinced myself that it was important to uh, for my career, whatever's left of it, or wherever it's supposed to be. I, who knows these days? Nobody knows. But, uh, and I like to interact with people. I always have loved that. And to do it on a, a grand scale has been a lot of fun for me. But it does not need to take my focus away from who God is and from little things. One of the things, we had a lady in church that spoke uh, with our pastor, just kind of in an inter interview format, I would recommend go to Church of the City Franklin and see that Sunday service. Uh, it's a really fascinating interview. She had a bunch of great ideas. One of them, you know, we all take such uh, pride in being able to multitask. Well, I can do I can do several things at once. When in fact, you actually can't. You can do a few things poorly at once. You can't do a bunch of things well at once. And she has, uh, I think she coined the phrase, I don't know, but monotasking. So what is that? Well, when you get in the car to go somewhere, you get in the car to drive. So you get in the car and drive. That's it. Don't turn on the radio. Don't glance at your phone at the red light. Don't, uh, don't, don't do anything but drive and you will be amazed. You will be amazed at what happens in, in your mind and eventually in your heart to just quietly drive your car and let God speak to your heart what's going on in your life, your family. Let, let that 10, 15 minute drive turn into a 10, 15 minute prayer. If you do that two or three times a day, you have no idea what that will do to your life. It is an incredible thing. The other simple thing, notifications, have yourself a monotasking drive every now and then. I'm just giving you some little, the little ways to start it. Then the other, I think very important thing, the 15 minutes that you wake up in the morning, don't pick up that phone just for 15 minutes. Don't pick it up. Don't check the weather. Look out the window. Turns out that the weather's right there. 
don't, don't, don't pick it up. Let that time be to just wake up and you talk to God about how much you love him and how you need his help for what you know you've got coming up in your day. Certainly need his help for the things that you don't know are coming up in the day. Use that time to set your day on track with him. Same thing at the end of the day. 15, 20 minutes before you go to bed, put that phone down and don't get in bed and start checking mail. Well, I wonder if any, wonder if any earth shattering thing has happened since, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago when I last checked the headlines. Don't do it. Don't look at the Twitter stuff. Don't get, don't TikTok. Don't do it. Put it down. Let that time be without screen, quietly, Talk to your wife. It's a thought. Um, pray. Read your Bible. Soft light. <laughs> Let that be time for you to thank God for how great your day was. Even if you didn't think it was, it was. Because you're breathing. You're still breathing. You're still His. It was a great day. And then before you go to sleep, put on the full armor of God. You should also do that when you wake up in the morning. Put on that helmet of salvation. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me so that I could have salvation. Put that thing on you. That helmet, it'll guard your mind. Pick up the sword of the Spirit that's sharper than two any two-edged sword, eternal, living, breathing Word of God. Pick it up. That's, that's, your, that's one of the many weapons that shield of faith that blocks the fiery darts of the enemy, pick that thing up. Let it be cemented into not just your brain, but your heart. I'm walking through this day with this. I'm going to sleep tonight to guard my heart against whatever crap that Satan wants to put in there in the middle of the night when he throws that fear bomb at you because he thinks you're weak at that moment. No, not if you put that stuff on. No, no, you just tell him no, sorry. Here's my sword. Walk away. It is written. Breastplate of righteousness. Do you have any on your own? No, you do not. Again, thanks to Jesus, you do. You do. You are righteous in his sight because of what he has done and because of what you have chosen. Your free will has given you that righteousness. Then let your, let your middle part, let your loins be girded with a belt of truth. Let that hold you together. Let his truth hold you together. Then let your feet be wrapped in the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everywhere your little feet walk, or big in some cases, everywhere they go, you're bringing the gospel. You're bringing peace. If you do that at the morning and, and the evening, you bookend your day with that instead of your phone, you're gonna freak out. You're gonna freak out what it does. Okay, those are just a few little things. We're gonna end uh, with, with pray. This video, this song is just, I can't, I can't stop listening to it. I can't stop doing it. Uh, share it, spread it, let people know. This is your part to play in God's plan in these important, unique, wild and beautiful days, pray.
pray. I'm still Gary Chapman. He's still not Scott Kutcher because he's not here, but he'll be back. And this is Turbulent Truth. Indeed. <laughs> On the ground, a large fire just a couple hundred meters from the White House. On top of it, jumping on this windshield. The anger and the flames, it's all become soberingly familiar in this country. And now they are blocking freeway traffic as, as you... If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I'm gonna Forgive their sins and heal their land. Humble yourself and pray. Seek my face. And turn from your wicked ways Then I'm gonna hear from heaven Forgive your sins And I'll hear your lay And pray Seek my face And turn from your wicked ways Then I'm gonna hear from heaven Forgive are called by my name who humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways that I will hear for heaven and I forget for sin and heal their land. Just pray.